You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 11. Today, I chat with the awesome Chelsea Higgison from Skin Balm Apothecary. Skin Balm Apothecary is an all-natural beauty brand specializing in organic products meant to help your skin thrive. Chelsea shares her fears of starting a unique ministry, what that looked like for her in the early stages of creating Skin Balm Apothecary, and she shares some encouraging words if you feel God is calling you into a unique ministry. I cannot wait for you to hear it, so let's just dive right in. Here is episode number 11 with Chelsea Higgison from Skin Balm Apothecary. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast is brought to you by my new book, The Glitter Effect. Have you ever spilled glitter? It's almost impossible to get every speck back into the bottle. This is exactly how our influence is with the people around us. What we say and do matters, especially if we are to reflect Christ. Are you ready to leave behind a legacy that shines for Him? Then grab your copy today on Amazon by searching for The Glitter Effect or head to the show notes for a direct link. Hey guys, welcome to the Hello Awesome Podcast. Today I have such a treat. I have with me Chelsea Higgison from Skin Balm Apothecary. Chelsea, why don't you say hi and um, greet everybody? All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Chelsea Higgison, as JC already said, and I'm the founder of Skin Balm Apothecary. I'm so excited that you're here. We've been Instagram friends for a while now, so it's so, so nice to actually hear your voice. I know, right? It is. It's, it's kind of crazy when you just see someone on Instagram all the time, and then you finally get a chance to chat with them, and it kind of, it, it's nice to make that connection. Yeah, we're like actual humans or something. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, right? <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, one of the things that I, um, when I first saw your Instagram and um, when I noticed that your name was Skin Balm Apothecary, one of the things that I got from it was there was just this very natural um, way about you and a way about your business. And I loved your name. So I wanted to know, is there a story behind how you got your name? Um what you were, what the, what that process was for you when you were first starting out? I wish there was a more interesting story behind my company name, but I actually had the idea of my company way before I ever came up with the name. And that was one of like the most difficult things for me to do was to like think of what I wanted to call my company. Mm -hmm. And I think a few of the ideas I thought of were already taken. <laughs> so that's one reason why I tell people like when you have the name of your company in mind, like go buy it, even if you're not ready to launch yet, because chances are like when you get to the point where you're ready to buy the name, someone may already have it. So I love the word apothecary and just like the history behind that word. And even the places where it's used in the Bible, I just thought it was a really neat word. And then obviously I have a skincare line. So that's where skin came into play. And then balm to me just reminds me of something nourishing and healing. So I put the three words together and came up with Skin Balm Apothecary. 
I love it. I really do. And I think it just embraces who you are, which is so kind of perfect for uh, the brand that you have. Now, when you were first thinking about this and you felt God sort of leading you into this ministry, because it is a ministry, Mm -hmm. And it's so like unique and different, which I absolutely love. What did it look like in the beginning, knowing that God was moving you towards something that was totally different from other ministries that you've seen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was difficult for me at the beginning to see Skin Bomb Apothecary really be a ministry. And just to kind of expand on that a bit, prior to stepping into, um, you know, doing my company full time, I was a full time public high school teacher. So I was constantly working with youth every day, you know, Monday through Friday. And I've always had a, you know, a passion and a desire to really work with youth and that transition of like, that age group where they're teenagers, but they're about to enter adulthood. And it's kind of a really funky stage to be in, right? You're like trying to figure out so much during that season of your life. And I loved working with that age group. And so for me, like that ministry of working with youth, it was easy to do because my profession called for it. You know, I was a high school teacher and I was involved with the Christian club on campus. And I was able to minister to my students even outside of school. And, you know, some of them came to church with me and I was able to do Bible studies. So I felt like it was really easy to like, it was really easy for me to feel like the profession I had was a ministry in itself. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. So like when I left, when I felt God calling me to step into Skin Balm Apothecary full time, I struggled with that because I was like, okay, God, you're asking me to step into a, a skincare company that I have a passion for as well. And I love creating, you know, skincare with God given ingredients, but I had a difficult time thinking, well, how can that be a ministry? Mm-hmm. And God had to remind me that, you know, he can take any of anything that we're passionate about or that we enjoy doing and he can turn it into, you know, a ministry. And I really had to trust him to open the right doors, you know, that he wanted to open um, once I started Skin Mom Apothecary full time. And now I'm seeing him, you know, open doors that I never thought would happen from my company, but it's really neat to see certain opportunities come up where I can still work with youth and still kind of minister in, in their lives in a way that, you know, I, I had a hard time seeing how that would happen when I started Skin Bomb Apothecary. Yeah, and that's such an amazing story, especially since God still took your passions, but he just kind of redirected them in a different path. It really was neat to see because I never wanted, you know, SBA to just be about skincare. I always wanted it to be a door into other other areas that I knew God would open up. But to see him do it is just a really neat thing to be involved in. Yeah, I just love when he does that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, you can relate too, because with your bo- with your book and now this amazing podcast, I mean, it's really neat to see everything that that's going on um, in your world as well. Yeah, that was definitely a journey, and um, especially with this podcast, so many questions and a lot of confusion. But then at the end of the day, when you look back at it, it just all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I want to just know, was there something like, was your family big on, you know, natural, you know, living? Well, looking back, um, growing up, my mom did use very natural things like to clean the house. Like we weren't a perfect family. We had certain chemicals looking back. Now I'm like, oh my goodness. Like (laughs) now knowing everything I know, I'm like, I can't believe we use that all over our house. But 
you know, my mom did clean the home quite a bit with just, you know, white wine vinegar and water. And she was very aware of what, you know, we ate and, and plus we were always hiking and camping and in nature. So I think all of that did play a role in my, you know, my love for nature and just the desire to incorporate it into skincare one day. But my awareness in my early 20s of what I was putting onto my skin that I thought was natural, but when I actually read the ingredients and realized it wasn't as natural as the companies were claiming it to be is when that that passion or interest was really sparked in me to, you know, start making my own skincare. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you mentioned that because as I was really preparing for, you know, this chat with you today, I started thinking about myself and how I started being a little bit more aware of that stuff too. Growing up, as I got older, I started developing some kind of skin conditions and um, eczema, mm-hmm. which I didn't have as a little child. I didn't have eczema, mm-hmm. but as I got older, it started um, being more aggressive. And um, especially now in my 30s, I have way more sensitive skin than I used to. So I can't use the products that are out there right now. So I had to learn to go with those natural ingredients, even if Mm -hmm. they were a little bit more expensive, but like it's priceless when it's, you know, you're Mm -hmm. taking care of your body the right way. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So I wanted to know from a Christian perspective, if you feel like maybe us as Christians should be more like aware of what we put on our skin and the daily products we use, like, is that something that like should be like a spiritual awareness if what we're using physically, it should be on our radar a little bit more? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think as Christians, we should be aware of, you know, how we're treating our bodies, whether that's what we're putting on topically or even taking internally. Um, You know, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and, you know, where the Holy Ghost dwells. And so I think that as Christians, we should be more aware of just our our habits and our, our lifestyle. And I do believe that skincare does play a role in that. But whether, you know, a person's a Christian or not, I, I think that just being aware of what we are putting on the largest organ of our body is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of what we put onto our skin gets absorbed into our bloodstream. So um, I do think as Christians, uh, we should be more aware of, you know, how we're treating our bodies. Yeah, for sure. I don't personally think it's something that defines you as a Christian, but it is something that we should just be aware of. Yes, exactly. Why do you think we may not take the step to choose the best products for our skin? Is there something that keeps coming up that you hear from customers or from different people that kind of is that block from taking that step to getting healthier products for themselves? Yes, I think it has to do with trusting the front label of the products we currently are using. I know for me, prior to making my own skincare, I kind of alluded to it a little earlier, but I trusted the companies I was buying from and they might've had organic in the name or natural on the front label, but I didn't really take the time to truly look at the ingredients and see how honest to that company was being. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes people believe that what they're putting on their skin is good because they see the front label and they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, organic naturals where that could be the company's name, but that company in reality could have no organic ingredients in that product. But because it says that people are like, okay, this must be good. 
And I, I do see people becoming more aware now of like, oh, wow, I read the ingredients and realized, you know, this was in there and I never, never thought it, it was. So I think that's one of the main reasons why is people just don't, they just don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, was this something that you had to really like research a lot before you launched some of your products? Because I'm just assuming that you had a lot of knowledge beforehand, but in preparing for launching mm-hmm. your own products for people to use on a daily basis, was the research um, something that you had to really dive deep into for that? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of research. So I started making skincare for myself probably back in 2000, around 2010. And for my friends and family, um, like shortly after that, and they were using my products for, for years before I ever thought, of Skin Bum Apothecary even becoming a company. So when I really started studying herbs and I've taken, you know, courses on herbalism and courses on essential oils, there's been a lot of schooling that's gone into my products as well. But there has been a lot of self-education and trial and error. Yeah, I would say that every single product I have has had extensive research go into it. Yeah, I think that's very important for a lot of people to know because it's so mm-hmm. easy, especially with the days of Instagram and instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see like, oh, that's a pretty picture. Oh, she looks like she has it all together. She has her own business to the real behind the scenes that sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work before you even get that product done. And that's the work that nobody mm-hmm. sees, but it's important. Yes. And I love that you touched on that. And I think we're being a lot better on Instagram now. Like I've noticed in like the last six months and maybe you have too, JC, but where people are being more, I don't want to say more real, but kind of more like, okay, this is my highlight reel that you're seeing. But like, remember I'm a human and I struggle with, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm seeing more, you know, authenticity coming out on Instagram. And I'm I'm loving that. I'm absolutely loving it. And um, I think it's important that you know, to get that reminder, like you just saying that reminded me like, wow, you know, how many people that you know follow my Instagram really know that even I went to school for herbalism, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really important. And I, I do agree that people seem to be more authentic and, mm-hmm. um, and I really do appreciate that because we all just need to know that we're not alone and Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's perfect and has it all together. No, no one. Yeah, I think the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever feel like I have arrived, even in the world of herbalism. Like there's always so much to learn. Like right now, I'm I'm still enrolled in herbalism school and I'm still taking classes on different herbs and different plants and God-given ingredients that I can you know use in skincare. And I'll never stop studying because there's there's always something to learn. Yeah. There really is. And as much as that seems overwhelming sometimes, it's also pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, how can you ever be bored? (laughs) Right, right. So out of all your products, and I hope this isn't going to um, be like picking a child, but what is the favorite product that you have um, in the shop right now? And why do you love it so much? Oh, that's worse than picking a child. Um, No, I'm kidding. So, oh, that's so tough. It really depends on, I don't want to say my mood, but sometimes I gravitate more towards one product than another. And that's difficult because every product I sell, 
is a product that I've already fallen in love with. Like I don't sell anything I don't love. Like every product that I make available for purchase has been tried and loved by many already. I will say though, the product that I put the most work into was definitely my deodorant. And those took several years to formulate because finding a truly natural non-aluminum deodorant for me was so difficult. I tried all the major brands. Um, I won't put any names on blast, but I tried all the major brands out there at that time um, to really find a natural deodorant that worked and nothing really did. So I started looking into how to create my own and just how to formulate it and have it be balanced in with certain ingredients. And that took me several years and a lot of trial and error and amazing groups of people that tried it out and gave me feedback. And so now it's where I'm, I'm really happy with it. And it's one of my you know best sellers. And I think that's the product that I'm probably most proud of. That's really cool to hear, um, especially coming from like, from my perspective, having the skin issues. I also have had to change my deodorant a, fruit, a few times um, because mm-hmm. my um, my skin condition does go under my arms. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been very, very difficult. So I can see how that would take a lot of work for you to do. And I'm so, I'm so happy for you that you, you know, you push through, even though it was difficult and now mm-hmm. it's a success. And I think that's so important for us to remember is going back to kind of what we were talking about before is it's so easy to see like the success at the end that somebody has yeah. and not realizing that they yeah. had to push to get there. Right. Yeah. It's so important. And yeah, I definitely had quite a few obstacles come up as I was, um, you know, trying to get the company off the ground and running and it, it was a lot of work. So now when I see other people starting their businesses, I have a more respect for them because I know the struggles that, you know, all of that entails. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do want to talk about how cool is it, though? Um, I know a couple years ago, probably more than a couple years ago, but when I was first starting out, I saw a lot of Christian business owners, which was amazing. But mm-hmm. I kept having this prayer like, God, there has to be another apostolic girl that has a business. I just don't see her. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So now yeah. I feel like the community has kind of found each other and there's this like group Mm -hmm. of strong in their Mm -hmm. belief system, but also strong in business, apostolic women who are just kind of blazing this new trail. Yeah. It's so awesome to see and so encouraging. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's so encouraging and I think it's really neat to see ladies from different walks of life step into these roles and really become leaders and just kind of like you were saying trailblazers for this next generation coming up that um, maybe wants to fulfill a certain role and thought, well, you know, it it maybe can't be done. And now they're able to look around and see um, a community of ladies that are in the truth and are Christians and able to fulfill a passion and make it into a ministry. And I think that's super encouraging for younger ladies who want to pursue something. I know for me in my younger 20s, when I was thinking about my future and I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and kind of own my own business. And, um, but I always had a hard time thinking kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like how can God use um, that type of profession or that type of passion as a ministry? 
And in my early 20s, I remember, remember thinking, well, I have to, you know, I might have to marry the right person or have the right connections or, you know, um, be involved in a certain area of ministry to be really be used of God. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of ladies feel like, well, I'm just going to kind of wait for that to happen until before I step into a role um, that God can really use. And I think that, that that mentality is now shifting as the community of apostolic Christian ladies get stronger and people are able to see that, wow, God can use something like skincare, you know, or something like a, you know, apostolic podcast or fitness or fashion to even, you know, to reach people. And, and he can use those professions, you know, to fulfill his work. Yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting to see, and I love that. And I think maybe in a way that technology has kind of helped us gain confidence to move forward with what we feel God Mm -hmm. is calling us to do, because before it wasn't like we can just look online to see people Mm -hmm. and what they're doing. It was more of like kind of looked around your group of people at church or in your house, Mm -hmm. your family. And they weren't really doing some of the things that we were, that we're doing now only because it just wasn't a thing back then. But now I feel like with social media and not only do we have so many, so much more resources to do things, but we also have more opportunities to connect and to inspire each other and basically just create this community of like-minded women, both in business and in faith and literally encourage each other and be like, Hey, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't have ordered it better. You're absolutely right. Um, I really, uh, yeah, I I agree. 100% technology has been a great tool to connect, you know, like-minded ladies. So I don't want to touch on anything that you don't want to share with us, but are there certain products that you're working on right now in the future that's getting you excited? Yes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I feel like I'm always working on something behind the scenes, but um, once in a while, a product comes along that I, I mean, all of my products I'm excited to share about, but there's a lot of trial and error happening behind the scenes too, that I'm trying things out and okay to know that didn't work or, you know, um, but I have some things that I have formulated and it has been sent out to the second round of ladies that are currently loving it and giving me feedback. And I'm so excited because it's a product that I know a lot of ladies will love and it's a product that's needed and I've gotten a lot of requests for it and I have no problem saying what it is because it'll be out soon, but it is a moisturizer, more of like an intensive cream, uh, great for people who have dry patches or eczema or, um, you know, acne rosacea. Um, It's going to be extremely nourishing for skin types like that. So I'm excited about it. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm excited for you. This is so awesome. And, and it's so cool that you have kind of your own like little testing group that can kind of like give you feedback because that's so important <laughs> when you have a business. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're absolutely right. And I'm so thankful for them. They're very brave because <laughs> I mean, I tried on myself first and, you know, sometimes there is that pressure of having a skincare line to have, you know, great skin. If I try new products on me and oils that I haven't tried on my skin before, I do, you know, take the chance of having a blemish or two or breaking out because my skin doesn't react well to it. Yeah. So, um, but if my skin does react well to it and I like it, then that's when I send it out to the other ladies to try and to get that honest feedback. And they're extremely honest. So 
I, I love getting their feedback because it might work for me, but my skin type isn't like, you know, everyone else's. So yeah, I think that's really cool that you do that. And um, I think it's also super encouraging for you to get that feedback, even if it's negative. We get fueled by all the positivity, especially when our customers love our stuff, yeah. which is awesome. Obviously, we need that. So please tell right. us, guys. Please tell us if you love our stuff all the time. <laughs> like, just don't stop. But sometimes yeah. when we get that negative, even if it's not like in a nasty way, but just like mm-hmm. not, we're just not, you know, something isn't a hundred percent. That's yeah. also very helpful too. Don't you think? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I'll never forget the first, I don't want to say negative, but the first feedback I got that wasn't glowing. <laughs> like I'll never forget that That's one good. review. <laughs> like it doesn't happen often, but I'll never forget how crushed I felt. Like I felt so defeated, you know, and I know that it's so dramatic, but I think it was a learning experience for me and how to handle that with, with grace and how to take that feedback and apply it to make my products better rather than getting offended or, you know, or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely a humbling experience when you get that feedback. That's not always positive. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, Like for my experience, I've had most uh, positive reviews, very Mm -hmm. um, encouraging because I think when you find your niche, however you say that, or you find your your people, they kind of are rooting for you no matter what. And so they're excited about it. And, you know, you can't please everybody. And and especially in this business, when you have your own business, it's just you. You have to take on a lot. You're doing all the different roles. And so it is like your little baby you're taking care of. So when somebody Mm -hmm. says they don't like it, you're like, but I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. It's just not for everyone. Or some people just are very, you know, opinionated about things and it is what it is. It's just, we can't change that. And, um, and I remember I've had negative feedback when I was starting out designing mugs and I had used a specific product on my mug that wasn't doing good. I had this idea of what I wanted to do, but for some reason it wasn't working out. And I remember Mm -hmm. that first email telling me that the design I had made on this person's mug had like completely washed off and she was so upset. And that was the first time I was like, wow, okay, I guess I really have to just buckle down. Even though it hurt me, it made me realize Mm -hmm. that maybe the quality of my work could be better. Maybe I yeah. wasn't thinking all the way. Maybe I was just so determined to get this product out or just so determined on doing this thing that it wasn't the best. So even though, mm-hmm. yeah, it hurt, it really was the best thing for me because it kind of pushed me into a better direction. Yeah, definitely. You have to have thick skin to um, own a company or to be an entrepreneur. Like You have to almost enter that role knowing that whatever you're going to be delivering to people isn't going to meet every single person's need out there. Like it's just not possible because there's so many different types of people and different skins and different, you know, personalities with whatever you're selling um, that I think just entering it, knowing that, okay, there's power in this vulnerability. Yes. I'm going to put my, myself out there and say, okay, you know, I'm being vulnerable. 
judge my product, judge me, judge my book, judge my podcast. I'm going to put it out there because there's a power in, you know, being vulnerable in that way. But knowing that, you know, just knowing that you're going to have some thick skin, I think is, is important mentally to, to kind of prepare yourself for at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. So I did want to mention that one of the things I keep seeing one of your products over and over again from mm-hmm. different people is your eye balm. And you know, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and yeah. one of the reasons why is because before I came to church, I was 22 years old when I got saved. And so I mm-hmm. never wore makeup, but I always wore mascara because that was always like, you know, the popping eye. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of wants that feeling. And I remember yeah. feeling like it didn't just help me like with a physical be beautiful, but it also was just like my eyes needed to be moisturized and I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything on my eyes that just wasn't like shiny and oily and just kind of gross. And so I remember mm-hmm. when I started seeing your eye balm, I was like, that's perfect. And more and more people I've seen use it. Can you tell me how that makes you feel? I know it's kind of like cliche, but yeah. that's been such <laughs> a big product. And I just want to yeah. know like, how did you think about it? How that? How did that product even come about? And how do you feel about people's response to it? Yeah, wow. Um, it's pretty humbling. It's kind of surreal, to be honest, to see it pop up on Instagram so much on so many different feeds and in people's stories and just the the results that they've gotten from it. I remember back in, I think it was 2013, um, I was putting like, you know, stuff on my lashes because same here. Um, I got, you know, I got into church and gave my life to God at 18 and I too wore mascara. And I remember just wanting like that, umph, you know, on my lashes or like when I curled them, I wanted them to like stay curled and, but I didn't want to wear, you know, I didn't want to wear makeup. I didn't want to wear that black mascara or even clear mascara because the clear mascara just kind of like was clumpy or looked really like dry, like I had like dry flakes on my lashes. And so um, I found myself just rubbing a version of like the eye balm that it is now onto my lashes. And I thought, well, that would be so convenient for this to be in a, a tube, you know, because I had looked for it online and nothing at that time was um, for the eye area, like in a lip balm tube. And I thought that would be so convenient to like have something that I could just pull out of my purse, rub around my eye areas, rub on my lashes. That's going to help them grow and be the best they can naturally be and help hold that curl. And that's how the eye balm came about. And I just didn't know what to call it. And I was like, well, what can I call this? Because it's not like I'm rubbing it on my eye. So I knew I didn't want to call it like mascara or I didn't want to call it, uh, you know, eyelash serum because it was so much more than that. It was for around the eye area. You could put it almost like right, you could put it right up to your eye on your lashes and not have it irritate your eye. So I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a balm and a lip balm tube. So came up with the name, the eye balm. I called it moisturizing eye balm, but then everyone just started calling it the eye balm and um, kind of just stuck with that name after a while. So now it's online as the eye balm. And yeah, it's pretty surreal to see it pop up in so many people's feeds and uh, it's a product that I love. So to see other people love it and to see them, you know, use it on their lashes and not feel the need to wear mascara. I've had several girls who felt like they had to wear mascara to curl their lashes. And now the eye balm has replaced that and allowed, you know, their natural beauty to shine through and to see them have confidence without mascara, without makeup and use the eye balm instead has been really neat. I love that. And it's, it's amazing to see 
that you notice a need for yourself. And so you were trying to meet your own need and then realized that it could meet somebody else's need. Because I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it so popular. And I think that's something that that we as business owners have to try and and look at. Sometimes we feel like we have to conjure that up ourselves. But if it's something that will just meet a need, then mm-hmm. then it's going to do good because you're actually helping what somebody else needs. Yeah. Yeah. And when I created it over five years ago, I never thought it would be like I created it for me and I knew, oh, I really like this. But when when you create something and other people really like it, you're like, oh, wow, okay, maybe there there is a need for it. Other people are looking for this too. And so to see it grow into, you know, where it's at, at today, it's, it's been really neat to see that process. Yeah, it's been really awesome to see that as well from afar. So it must feel really cool just to see everybody loving it. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited that um, we got to chat and talk about Skin Balm Apothecary and for you to share your heart, yeah. Chelsea. Um, so I want yeah. you to just take a minute to tell everybody where they can find you on social media and your website. Yeah, thanks, JC. It's been great talking to you too. Um, so I'm on Instagram under Skin Balm Apothecary and I have my website too, um, www.skinbalmapothecary.com. So I'm pretty interactive on my Instagram. I share a lot of DIY recipes and um, I try to be interactive with my, with my audience on there more than probably any other platform. So that's probably the best place to um, connect with me. Yeah, you have some really awesome tutorials. I was just like, wow, I would have never thought about that. Just how you put some ingredients together and just some DIY things. <laughs> it's so, so helpful. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Thank you. Well, I hope you have a great day and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Stacey. It's been fun. Bye. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. For more information about all things Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeShop.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.